Hey, welcome, and welcome to those that are on Zoom uh, or watching later on online. So glad you chose to be with us, and we trust that the message will be a blessing to all of us today. Go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 3 as we continue in our series. I'm calling Living Your Best Life, Wisdom from God, uh, Teaching Us How to Live Our Best Life, right? While you're turning, um, like most guys, when I was a young boy, uh, my dad was my hero, right? I mean, he could do anything. He managed a business. Uh, he could drive a boat. He could water ski on his bare feet, uh, <laughs> swam like a fish. He put an addition uh, on, on a house, he, carpentry, plumbing, electrical. Dad could do it all. I mean, this is a guy who started karate for fun when he was in his 50s and ended up as a uh, fifth-degree black belt, kicking over his head and running a school well into his 80s. I mean, my dad, anything he put his mind to do, he could, well, almost everything. Um, gunnel pumping. Anybody ever heard of gunnel pumping? Gunnel pumping is a way to move a canoe through the water by standing on one end on the rails and doing this and trying to get the wake in front of you. And I watched my dad all one summer. He was determined to get this down, and he would get up there and, and fall off and get back on and fall. You know, that's exhausting, right? If you've ever climbed in and out of the water, um, just, just wore himself to a frazzle. But he was after that all one summer, and finally he said, forget it. But I mean, week after week after week after week, I had to admire his determination, right? One of the things that I've discovered over the years is how human relationships can give us insight into our relationship with God, right? You get married, you see a whole nother side of God, don't you? You have children, you see a whole nother side of, of the fatherhood of God. So uh, likewise, as a boy, you know, emulating his dad. We've talked about this before, Genesis chapter 1, where... Um, you know, the Bible says God made us, made mankind in his image, right? In his likeness. We were created to reflect the likeness of God, to reflect his nature and his character, to be like him, right? Uh, John says God is love. God is love, right? We define love according to the scriptures, I think, great, greatest by looking at the gospel. Right? God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Right? Jesus so loved us, he gave his life for us on the cross. So love gives. Love gives. Uh, love spends itself for the betterment of someone else. It's by nature others-focused, not self-focused. Can you imagine what this world would be look like that would would be like if we all reflected the nature and character of God if we all walked in that kind of love if we walked in being others focused um, all the time well the world's not necessarily like that right but isn't our father still worth emulating 
Amen. You know, for many years, I saw the Bible, especially the New Testament, as a whole lot of rules that I was supposed to keep if I wanted to be a good Christian. And the more I read, the more rules they were, and the more I felt like I was a failure. Anybody ever dip into that a little bit, right? But all of a sudden, uh, I, I, I went from being overwhelmed to getting a revelation from God. I finally, finally saw it. Jesus said there's basically two commandments, right? Love God and love others. So when I look in this book, it's like, well, how do I do that? Oh, here it is, right? Basically showing us how to do what we want to do. Um, and suddenly I was able to see the whole rest of the Bible in that light. This is the way you love God. This is the way that you love others. And if we determine in our hearts that that's the way we want to live, that's what we want to be, then, 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 then this is not a book of rules. It's a GPS. Right? God's positioning system. But it, it's, it's, it's turn by turn directions on how to do what we want to do, how to be what we want to be. Turn away from this, turn towards this, right? It's a GPS. How to walk in love, how to be like our Heavenly Father, how to be what we were created to be, to bring blessing to others and receive a blessing on, in return, versus being a part of this world system, uh, this... <laughs> All, all for me, kind of a system that's out there as we watch this world just literally choke itself to death, right? So what, what, what system do you want to be a part of? No competition, right? So we're going to see a lot of those same principles as we go through Proverbs, how to love God, how to love others. Here in chapter 3, um, after extolling again, the virtues of wisdom, we saw a lot of that in the very beginning. He, he runs through another uh, section of that. And then we get down into uh, verse 27. Proverbs 3.27 says this, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, verse 28, Go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Now, this proverb, I believe, speaks to uh, pretty specific actions, but as we'll see, it has broader implications uh, for us. Let's dig into it this morning. Verse 28 uses the word neighbor. Do you see that? Neighbor. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And then somebody asked him, well, Jesus, who is my neighbor? Right? Is it the person next door? Who, who, who is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, right? who saw somebody beaten and bruised by the side of the road, and what did he do? He stopped. He took care of this person. He saw someone in need and gave of himself to help. So, biblically speaking, who is our neighbor? Our neighbor is a fellow human being whom we have the opportunity and the wherewithal to bless in some way. Okay, that's a, that's a good definition to, to write down somewhere, maybe with that uh, story of the Good Samaritan. 
A neighbor is a fellow human being whom we have the opportunity and the wherewithal to bless in some way. So this proverb could come under the heading, How to Love Other People, right? Well, God love others. This is how to love others. Now, in my Bible, I have a little letter S next to verse 28. That's a good thing about a reference Bible, right? Somebody a lot smarter than me went through all these things and said, Hey, here's another scripture that goes along with this one and sheds light on this. I'm thankful for those little letters, right? Whether you go to the margin or click on it if you're, if you're doing digital um, mine leads me to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 13. And it says this, You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. Wow, sounds just about the same, doesn't it? Yeah. So specifically, what this is addressing um, is a practice that was going on uh, where people were robbing others by not paying them right away for the job that they did. Okay, why? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it was just to show the power of the rich. I'll pay you when I feel like it, you know, you common laborer, you. Or, or maybe they wanted to, now that the job was done, they wanted to renegotiate, you know, well, that was wrong and that was wrong and I'm going to pay you less or whatever, right? Um, or maybe they had their money invested somewhere and they wanted to wait a little bit longer so it could occur. I don't know. Whatever the case, God says don't do it. Don't do it. You have the money, pay it. right? Or as it says elsewhere, the workman is worthy of his hire. They worked, you have the money, pay it. Do you see where one is self-focused and the other is others-focused? Right? And back then in Israel, as God, you know, we're talking Leviticus here, when, when God was giving the law to Moses, he basically said this, I want my people to be holy. We've talked about holy before. Set apart, different from the rest of the world, different from that world system that's all me, my, and mine. I want you to be different. I want you to reflect who I am. You are my people, right? I want you to be different. This is how the world does things, but not you. Pay right away. Don't even wait till the next morning, he says. Right? They work today, pay them today. So did that help the laborer? Sure. I mean, sometimes they worked you know, for a day's wage and went out and bought food, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so it, yes, it helped them. How about the employer? Did it help the employer out? How many have ever worked at a place where you really felt that your employer cared about you and took care of you, right? What kind of work do you do for a place like that, right? Versus, the, you know, a place where you think, eh, they don't really care, turnover is high, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You just, you're just motivated to give your all for people to care about you, right? So not only would this benefit, you're, you're paying your laborers on time, not only would it benefit them, it benefits you in the long run, right? You get a better return on your investment. You're going to get harder work. You're going to get more done, right? So, uh, and then, uh, that's, it's, it's kind of a, a double blessing then, right? But then, then there's ripple effects, because what if this happened all throughout Israel? 
you know, employers were good, they're paying their people, the people are happy, they're producing. What does this do to the general economy in the nation? Right? So, ripple effects. Double blessing, ripple effects. Right? This is what happens when we reflect our Father in Heaven. So if you can see then, um, this, this is not the rules of religion. You know, sometimes God gave the law. This is what you must be like if you're going to be good religious people. No. God is giving them wisdom, right? So that they can be like Him, so that they can have a double blessing and ripple effects. This is who our God is, right? Yeah. So can you see how this principle can expand in our lives? Uh, how about putting the shoe on the other foot? Is, is giving an honest day's work a good thing? Right? Don't withhold the good thing from whom it is due. Right? Giving an honest day's work. Um, does that bless the employer? Absolutely. Does it bless the employee? in the long run, right? Earning a reputation as a good hard worker, as a person of integrity, someone you can trust. What usually happens to those kinds of people, right? They get promoted, right? They get bonus, whatever. So again, that double blessing that, that comes from that. And even, you know, I, I will say this, in the world that we live in, sometimes you put your best foot forward and nobody cares. Okay, let's just get real. Sometimes that's what happens. But um, you know, Colossians 3:23 and 24 says this: Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your real reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. See, for us to do the will of God, to walk in the nature of our Father, to be like Him. It's going to get a blessing because our Father just happens to be the sovereign over the universe and He's going to make sure that we get a blessing whether the world responds or not. Right? So. Um, but you can see in all of this what God was after with His people. Right? What was he looking for? He wants them to be like him, to experience that double blessing and ripple effects that's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. You know, we, I, I think Kate had a, a children's message about that, how, you know, in, instead of being grumpy, you're being kind to other people and how it affects your friends and, you know, the thing just keeps going. That's what God's after. So, um, given an uh, honest day's work for an honest day's pay, how about something like paying our bills on time? Right? Um, is, is that good for the one that we owe money to? <laughs> Obviously. Is it good for us? Sure it is. You know, building, building good credit and that kind of thing. Um, and maybe, just maybe, to do that we have to get a little better organized. Is that better for us in the long run? Maybe we have to get a budget and stick to a budget, be disciplined. Is that good for us in the long run? Sure. Again, double blessing, right? Ripple effects. 
What else is good? Um, how about being a person of our word? When we say we're going to be there at a certain time, we're there, right? We say we're going to do something, we do it, right? I love that motto, Un under promise and over deliver. Again, does that bless other people? Sure, right? Um, is that good for us in the long run? Absolutely. Does it end up having ripple effects? Yes, it does. Being a person of respect and integrity. I mean, that even has ripple effects on our children, our grandchildren, right? As we set examples. Um, there's a person that's on time. That's a person who does what they said. Their, their word is their bond, right? It's things like that that follow along in generations. So in general, it's not really a stretch to see life like the Good Samaritan, right? To see needs that are presenting themselves. Um, opportunities to be a blessing to someone, whether that's financial, whether that's physical, you know, helping someone, giving wisdom to someone through our knowledge and experience, you know, to help them, whatever it is, uh, or whatever we're doing, to do it heartily is unto the Lord, right? Can I lift up a prayer request? You know, we send out prayer requests via email, via text. Can I take some time to pray for somebody? Uh, can I make a phone call, right? Can I make a meal? Can I visit the sick? You know, Jesus said on that great day to come, you know, he's going to be standing there with the sheep on one side and the goats on the other. He's going to separate them. He's going to say to the sheep, well done, enter into the joy of your father. Because when I was sick, your pastor or your deacons came to, to visit me. Is that what he said? No, he said you came to visit me, right? Um, just the body being the body, taking care of one another. Opportunities that present themselves to us to be a blessing to someone. Now, obviously, uh, we can't be all things to all people. Okay, well, reality check here. Um, if we if we gave money to everybody that needed it, you know, between the the commercials on TV and the and the different uh, groups around and this set the other, we we could broke in the matter of an hour, right? We can't be all things to all people. Um, and there's only so much time and resources. So there's a balance. I mean, Jesus himself could have taught, healed, and discipled 24-7, couldn't he? Uh, and there were times that he, he had, you know, crowds of people that he healed, and he worked through lunch, and he was exhausted, right? There was times to push the envelope, and there were times that he rested. And there were times that he spent needed time in the presence of his father, right? Getting that sense of closeness with him so that as he went throughout his day, he could be steered and led. You know, Jesus didn't do it all, but he did say in his uh, great prayer to the father in John 17, he said, I've done everything you told me to do. Not everything I could have done. I did everything that you had for me to do, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
So not only will God lead us in these opportunities that we have, He's already made the list. That's kind of comforting, right? He's not discovering new things. He's already made the list. He knows what He wants us to do, what opportunities He wants us to pick up on where we can do good to someone else, not withhold it. How many? How many well, I won't, I won't have you raise your hand. I have been in a place where... I've seen an opportunity, and I was like the Levite in the story of the Good Samaritan. Yeah, I know there's a need over there, but I got things to do. I got places to go, people to see, and then, of course, you feel horrible an hour later, right? So we don't want to miss those opportunities. There's a balance. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us in those things. But we have opportunities, don't we? We may have one before the day is out today. Certainly before the week is out, an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Don't withhold that good. You never know what the ripple effects of that could be, the blessing that comes back on you. Let me close with this. I share a story with you about two people in my life, Dan and Annette. Most of you know that I got saved when I was 14. And I turned my back on the Lord for seven years, and then God transferred me out of town with a job so that he could work things around, get me back on the right track. So came back to the Lord, and then the company I was with went Chapter 11 shortly thereafter, and I found myself back at my parents' house. Yay. Um, so here I am back at my parents' house, but I had come back to the Lord, and I knew two Christians. <laughs> I knew two Christians, and one of them was, was local, and I called him up about, and this was Dan, I called him up about 8.30 one night. And I said, Dan, I'm, I'm back in town, I'm at my parents' house, and, uh, and I gave my life to Jesus, and I don't know what to do from here. Can you, can, you got any you know, recommendations and you know, this and that? And he says, why don't you come on over? So I went over there, didn't get there until like 9 o'clock at night. What I didn't know until a couple of years later uh, him and his wife, Annette, had already had a tough day. They were, they were in bed. They, they needed some sleep. But they saw an opportunity to encourage a young man in his faith. And they got back out of bed, got dressed, and had me come over. And they chatted with me and encouraged me and prayed with me. And we listened to music. And they invited me to church, the church where... Um, I, I grew leaps and bounds in the Lord, the, the church where I met my wife, Kate, the church where I received uh, my call to the ministry, the church where I, I met my friend Mike, who was a, a wonderful mentor to me. Uh, and those things that so impacted my life have continued to impact the lives of other people for the last, you know, 40 years, Right? All because Dan and Annette said, there's a need. Yeah, I'm tired, but I think God's in this. And they took the time. And uh, you just never know. You just never know. That's, that, that's what God's after. You know, sharing the love. Sharing who He is. And uh, who knows what God can do through you and me. You say, well, I don't have a lot to give. Well, if God 
beforehand prepared things for you to walk in. He knows. He knows exactly where you're at, exactly what, you know, what knowledge, what uh, resources, what you have. He's not going to steer you to something beyond yourself unless, I've seen him do this too, unless he's going to provide something all of a sudden for you to be able to do that that you couldn't have done on your own, right? So, he's a good, good father, isn't he? And uh, we just want to emulate him. We want to be like him and see that double blessing and ripple effects. Amen? Maybe more than we could imagine. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the love that you have shown us incredibly through Christ. The blessings that we didn't deserve at all, but you gave of yourself because you you loved us. You took a chance on us, Lord. And I know Jesus died for a lot of people who are still rejecting him, but he still gave. And so, Lord, lead us. Lead us in those works that you would have us to do, that we would be like you, faithful, generous, kind, And on and on and on. Like you, Lord. Do your work in and through normal people like us. And be glorified through us, we pray. In your awesome name.